Welcome to Victory Church, Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast, where we seek to help people find and follow Jesus. This week, Pastor Sarah Huff shares with us the importance of receiving God's grace and giving grace to others. Well, good morning and happy new year. Something one of my college professors used to say every class went along these lines. Today is the very first day of the rest of your life. Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. How will you use that gift? And if you're anything like me, um, the new year seems like a fresh start, and with it falling on the first day of the week, that's as close to perfection as you can get for 2023, right? We are starting off fresh. And why not start the new year in God's word? So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew chapter 18. You can follow along on the Victory Church app in the message notes or on the screen behind me. But Matthew chapter 18, and I'm going to start in verse 21. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed 10,000 talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, his master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the servant fell face down before him and said, be patient with me and I will pay you everything. Then the master of that servant had compassion, released him, and forgave him of the loan. That servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, his fellow servant fell down and began begging him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what was owed. When the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then, after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. Let's pray. God, may my words be your words. Open our hearts and minds to hear what you would have us to change in our lives. Amen. All right, so let's deep dive a little bit. Um, Jesus told this parable in response to Peter's question, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister? Seven times? It kind of makes you wonder what led Peter to ask this question. Um, We see in Scripture that Peter can be a hothead. He can't keep his mouth shut. He cuts off the ear of that servant when they're trying to take Jesus away. And his biological brother is also a disciple of Jesus. And it always makes things fun when you have a sibling with you constantly. Am I right? Mm-hmm. 
And then he spent time with these other followers of Jesus. And I'm sure they've said some stupid things. And hot-headed Peter has just had enough. I don't want to forgive you anymore. And I bet Jesus is going to back me on this. Because I have already forgiven you more times than you even know. Because you haven't even apologized for all the things that you've done to me. If you've got a sibling or are married, I bet you've thought this before. Jesus... You don't know what it's like to have to forgive my sister for antagonizing me for the millionth time, for stealing my stuff. You don't know what it's like, Jesus. And don't get me started on my husband. We're married. He's supposed to be able to read my mind and know exactly what's wrong with me. Uh Uh-huh. Why should I forgive him for not doing that? I'm tired of forgiving him. But Jesus doesn't give Peter the answer he wants. 70 times 7, and then some. And then Jesus, being Jesus, decides to tell a story to get his point across. The first servant owed the king 10,000 talents. The fellow servant owed the first servant 100 denarii. When doing some research, I found that one talent equaled about 6,000 denarii. And this servant owed 10,000 talents. The debt owed to the king was unpayable. But the king forgave it. He wiped it clean. And then the servant has the audacity to demand a fellow servant the 100 denarii owed to him. This is messed up. But I wonder, how often are we more like the servant than the king? My message today is titled, We're All EGRs Here. So turn to your neighbor and tell them, I'm an EGR. I know you don't know what it means, just trust me on this. And then turn to your other neighbor and say, you're an EGR. So my dad was the first person to teach me this expression. And an EGR simply means extra grace required. Extra grace required. We all have EGRs in our life, or we are an EGR, that requires just a little more patience than we are often willing to give, or more grace and mercy than we think they deserve. So today, I just want to briefly talk with you about giving grace to others and ourselves. So let's start with give grace to others. We all have people in our lives that are easy to show grace to, right? But then we have others that we see them, and we start walking the other way. We know we need to say hi in the grocery store, but we're like, nah, I've reached my nice grace-giving limit. And then we know those people who are constantly giving grace And it's like a little sickening at how nice and kind they are. And at the same time, I feel like I need to be like them because they are being like Jesus. But I really don't want to in that moment. Miss Marsha. I find it is so much easier to give grace to certain people. But there's a lot of people it can be hard to give grace to. That church person who should just know better. And other drivers Oh, I'm sure we all have lost our salvation a time or two driving. Those other drivers, those are the EGRs that are so frustrating. 
But then I have to stop and think and confess to God because of the grace shown to me, because of my debt that was forgiven, how can I not forgive and show grace? One story in particular comes to mind where I had to give grace. And it did take me a few hours to get to that point to forgive and be able to give grace, even though it was not asked for. Um, and it happened just this past fall. And I got some pictures to show y'all too because of it. Um, I was at work, and I get pictures from my husband, a text. Our electric pole is in two pieces on the ground with live wires everywhere, and they had even been pulled from our house. He wasn't home, but a neighbor had sent him the pictures. The weather was good that day. There'd been no wind, no storms. So how on earth did this happen? Well, let me tell you. A delivery truck was delivering a package to one of our neighbors and backed into the pole and I guess ended up pulling some of the wires with him or her. But get this, they just kept driving. And here's the thing, the wires would have been breaking as they were driving down our street because it wasn't just our house that had the wires coming out. No, they would have heard the popping and the hissing, but they still kept driving away. So Bradford kept calling me during the next few hours with bad news after bad news. Not sure when we're going to have power. We're going to have to pay for all this work getting done because the police came and they said there's nothing they can do. They can't charge anyone. So now I'm already an emotional person, but you add pregnancy hormones to that? Yeah. I was calling the fire of God down to burn that person up. I was praying that this person would burn in hell for all of eternity. Yeah, and I'm a pastor. Yeah. So I was dealing with all this and my anger and frustration, and I start driving home. Bradford is already at home dealing with all this mess, and the last I'd heard was the electric company was there, but no idea when it would get fixed and no idea how much it is going to cost especially because we had to call someone else to come and reattach the lines to our house. And I get to a point in my drive where my anger just fizzles. It's like God in that moment decided to drop this ice bucket over my head. And I realize I'm being stupid and hurtful. And as someone who claims to love Jesus, um, I just asked for someone to burn in hell. Um, definitely was not my finest moment at all. And so I confess right there in my car, out loud to God, I'm sorry, God, that was wrong of me. I pray for this driver. And yes, I do pray they feel conviction for what they did, but I pray that I'll be able to forgive and that God will be able to bless them. It's probably one of the hardest prayers I've had to pray in my life. And as I was praying, Bradford calls me, and then this is funny, and it goes to show you God's goodness and grace even when we mess up. He tells me the power will be back on an hour, and the guy to attach the line is at our house and can do it all, and it'll cost very little. That's the goodness of God after I just prayed that someone would burn in hell. That is the goodness of God. It was not a coincidence that Bradford called me as I was praying. God's grace is overwhelming at times. 
And other times we brush it to the side, wanting to be as human as possible in that moment and not give grace at all. I look at Jesus and how much, he, how much grace he gave to those EGRs, the ones I would have brushed to the side or ignored. How he forgave the ones who nailed him to the cross. How can I not give grace? When I read this parable that I read to you earlier, I realize that more often than not, I'm more like the servant than the king in this story. I'm ignoring the grace that has been given and demanding payback. But how on earth can I do this when I've been forgiven of an even greater debt? I will never get an apology from that truck driver. Just like there's a lot of times people won't apologize, and there may be times when there's no reconciliation in sight. But I can still forgive and give grace. In Matthew 5, Jesus says to pray for your enemies. Pray for your enemies. So let me ask you, have you prayed about those EGRs in your life? You know, the great and beautiful thing about prayer is that it changes us. It doesn't always change the person we are praying for, but it does change us. When we pray for those EGRs in our lives, whether it's a trivial thing like their personality is a little annoying or the big things like they destroyed our lives, our hearts can soften towards them. The relationship may never be the same, but as you pray, you will be able to forgive and give grace. You know, for some people who have hurt me and been those EGRs, it took me two years of praying before I could fully bless them and move on. Two years of praying, but it did happen. I won't get an apology from them for what they did, but I can smile when I see them and truly be happy for them. I don't know who the EGRs are in your life, and maybe they are still causing you immense pain, and for which that I am very sorry. But pray. Cling to prayer. Hold on to God's grace and mercy. The relationship may never be the same, and sometimes it shouldn't be the same. But God can soften our hearts towards those EGRs. You may have to give grace 70 times in that day, or maybe just seven times in that day. But by praying through it, we can give grace. And we give this grace, not because of what we've done, or because we're better than them, but because of what God has done. Which leads me to another aspect of grace we need to acknowledge, and that is to receive grace from God. God's grace is defined as unmerited favor, undeserved favor. Just like the king in this parable forgave an unpayable debt, asking for nothing in return, God forgives our debt, our brokenness, our sin, and that is a debt that we can never pay. Oftentimes when we sin and mess up, it can be hard to go to God because of that shame and the want to fix our mistakes on our own. We don't feel God's grace or we feel that we are unworthy of it. 
But that's the whole point of God's grace. We don't deserve it, but it is freely given as soon as we ask for it. If you don't believe me, all you have to do is go to God's word. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Ephesians 2, it is by grace we are saved. 2 Corinthians 12.9, God's grace is sufficient for you. John 3.16, because of God's love, he sent his son, which we just celebrated during this Christmas season, that we could have eternal life with God. James 4, 6, he gives more grace and more grace and more grace. Don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself in God's word. Believe what God says about you, that you are forgiven and that his grace is free. All we have to do is simply ask. So at this point, I'm going to ask the band to come back on stage and we're going to sing about the goodness of God again. I know some of y'all are tired. I know some of y'all are like, I know I need to be at church because it's the first day and this is a way to start my new year. So we are going to end a little earlier than normal so you guys can go home and nap after staying up so late. Bradford and I didn't stay up late. We were in bed early. And the prayer team is going to come up as well. And this is not me saying this is time for you to get up and leave. I mean, it's not even 11 yet. You guys got time. All right, this is not a dismissal, y'all, even though the band is up here, online or in person. This is a time to reflect on 2022 and to prepare for 2023. I want you to listen to the words of this song, to sing them, to believe them. God's goodness allows us to give grace and to fully receive grace but we have to be open to it. So for this next few minutes, I want you to take this time to look back at 2022 and how God's goodness and grace have been there. Even in those awful moments of jobs lost, broken relationships and financial hardships. And those moments when you had to give grace to the point it felt that you had nothing left to give. And remember that God's grace and his goodness are not running out. And right now, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the best day to do that. It's the start of the new year. It's a fresh moment. All you have to do is just talk to God and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I invite you into my life. So now stand, sit, kneel or come to the front for prayer but we are going to stay in this moment a little longer Pastor Lynn
will continue, we will continue to sing and speak of the goodness of God, of the grace of God. This is a new year. What God is going to do, we have no idea, but it's a new year. And today, this moment is a fresh start. It's time to start living in God's grace. And it's time to start giving grace more than we ever have before. Two things I want to encourage you to continue to do or to start doing is pray and meditate on God's word. It's a great way to start the new year. Pray that you will believe that you have been given grace and pray for God to help you give grace. Meditate on God's word. There is so much more on God's grace in here than what I shared. This whole book is a beautiful and true story that points to God's goodness and grace in the midst of our brokenness. So I'm gonna pray to dismiss, but we don't wanna take away from what God is doing. And if you still need prayer, our prayer team will be here to pray with you. But let's pray. Father, you are so holy and so good. Thank you for sending your son all those years ago so that we might live fully and have eternity with you. May we never forget that grace you have given us. And I pray that you would help us to give grace as we have been given grace. May we be more like the king than the servant. And when we mess up in the grace giving, I pray you would dump that bucket of ice on our heads to remind us all of that grace we have been given. Amen. I want to leave you with this benediction that I've added to. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Give grace as you have been given God's grace. What an incredible message for the very first day of 2023. Our prayer is that you will receive and give God's grace in a fresh way this year. Thank you for listening to the Victory Church podcast. You can find out more about us at victorywinchester.com. Take a minute to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and we will see you here again next week.